0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. I do all of this full time, and every dollar you give helps keep all of it going. From the beginning of June until the end of August, I will be taking a cross-Canada history tour. I'm going to be visiting various rural historical attractions all of the graves of the Prime Ministers, except for R.B. Bennett because he is buried in England, and I'm going to be going from coast to coast to coast, the Atlantic, the Pacific, and the Arctic over the course of the 90 days. This is going to be a bare-bones trip for me, sleeping in tents and just enjoying the history and nature of Canada. If you'd like, you can help support this trip by going to my GoFundMe page. I'll put the link in my show notes. Today, I'm speaking with Georgia Waters, who recently saw her project Siren launch on Disney Plus this month. Based out of Vancouver, she's quickly rising the ladder of success with two leading roles in both Siren and the sci-fi horror feature, Toys of Terror. So we're going to talk about Toys of Terror, Siren, and many other things. So why don't we get right to the interview? How have you been doing over the past year with, uh, with COVID and, and uh, all the impacts that it, it's had on all our lives?
1: Gosh, um, been a mixed bag. Uh, kind of <laughs> been low moments, and then moments where I'm like, "Oh, this is fine. I can I can deal with this." Um, most of my family are back in England, so they've been hit really hard with COVID in terms of the of numbers. A lot of my family did also get COVID, so it's been a bit. The end of last year was pretty tough, but then this yeah. year it is. Um, Hopeful, Every, I think you can get that sense of hope and <laughs> light finally seems to be at the end of the tunnel, so. It,
0: it does, yeah, finally. <laughs> um, but you have a big project uh, coming, it's coming out on Disney Plus this month. So tell me a bit about Siren.
1: Yeah, so um, Siren is a TV show about uh, a fictional town called Bristol Cove, based in Washington. Um, and then it's about mermaids who interact with the humans in that town. Um, They're driven on land for a number of reasons. In the first season, it's uh, because one of them is searching for a sister who's been kidnapped by the military for testing. The second one is uh, because of overfishing and the sonar radar from the fishing boats is causing uh, trouble to our fishing patterns. Um, And then the last, the, the third season, all three seasons will be on Disney+. Plus that's about a kind of war between different mermaid tribes. Um, So they tackle quite a lot of different (laughs) themes, uh, including like the environment, being an outsider, um, hating other uh, things that are different to you. Um, And my character is a mermaid. So I I play a healer mermaid on the show.
0: was it, uh, Was it? did you record a lot of it uh, during COVID? And, and if so, was it, uh, did that impact it at all, the process of doing that?
1: We managed, we finished it all before uh, COVID. So um, yeah, that wasn't impacted luckily because um, the cast is like all over. We've got people in New Zealand, in um, England, in, in the States. So I think that would have been a challenge trying to mm-hmm. get everyone into Canada again. So um yeah, we we got it finished which is good.
0: What's it like uh going on to something like Disney Plus which is, is such a, a massive streaming service now uh and you can reach so many people uh, even more than you probably reach being on television. What's it like to, knowing that so many people are going to enjoy your work?
1: Oh, it's amazing. It's it's so nice because here in Canada people weren't able to watch the show previously. So now being on Disney Plus means that you know, when I talk about my work, everyone can see it. Um, and I think it's a show that speaks to so many different cultures because mermaids are within all cultures, if you look at um, history. Um, so I think it's a universal fascination. So I'm really excited for it to
0: reach a wider audience. Uh, but that's not the only thing that you have uh, going on. You had Toys of Terror that came out last year. Uh, tell me a bit about that.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, that... Uh, just before Christmas and then um, beginning of this year it's available on DVD um, it's about a family who go to a house that the mother is renovating uh, but what she doesn't tell the rest of the family and my character is that the reason why it was so cheap is because there was a murder uh, well not a murder all the children in the children's hospital died so um we start to see strange things happening. Um, And my character is the nanny to the family and she's also dealing with her own loss. She lost her own child and because of the strange things happening in the house, she might also lose these children that she's looking after. So it's about her struggle to ensure that they're not, that they survive is what I will say without ruining
0: the plot. <laughs> uh, w- did COVID impact that at all, putting it together?
1: Almost. Um, I remember the first few cases were coming in as we were still filming. Um, but luckily, it, the lockdown didn't stop it. We just managed, I think it was like this time last year, the lockdown started and we I just got back to Vancouver. Um, but it was very strange filming and like watching the news and, seeing I guess things slowly happening and you're like oh my god <laughs> at first you you just assume it's not going to impact
0: mm-hmm.
1: our day-to-day lives and then suddenly it really does
0: uh I guess uh, going back a bit how did you get involved in acting what inspired you to to go to it and what brought you to Canada
1: so um I've always performed I think it's just in my blood I like since I can remember I was always wanting to be on stage, any opportunity at school. Um, so then I did various theatre groups um, would spend all my time that I could uh, performing and then at university, I did an English literature degree, but I joined the drama society where I did a lot of uh, plays at the Oxford Playhouse. Um, and then I was scouted by an agent there. So then that kind of started my professional uh acting career so um yeah it's, it's kind of always been there but <laughs> in position to being paid to do it which is great
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and did that uh, is that what brought you to Canada
1: yeah a mixture so I was living in London before and uh, I had a few actor friends who are based in Vancouver and they said you should think about moving out here because there's so much happening um and my partner loves to snowboard um <laughs>
0: which
1: you can't do in London <laughs> 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 well, as soon as I was like oh what do you think of, of Vancouver he was like oh absolutely sign us up now so um yeah we made the move and that coincided as well with booking siren which was really lucky so um yeah it was a very fortuitous move <laughs>
0: Uh, looking back at COVID, do you feel like the arts, we're really starting to see the importance of it, whether it's theatre, movie shows, books, we're seeing the importance of it in our lives because uh, it's helped us so much to get through the past uh, year at the very least of, of the pandemic?
1: Definitely. I think it's emphasised how much we need it. You know, everyone, and the, the kind of the collective experience it can create. So um, what's been amazing about COVID is that so much of what we were watching say, in person is now online. So there are a few theatre productions in London which they did online versions, so I got to watch it here. But also my friends and family back home were watching at the same time. Um, so that was something quite magical about that. But I think it it shows how much in times of adversity that we need escapism. Um, which is interesting why suddenly, though, everyone was watching films about pandemics. So I don't need to see <laughs> We're living that. I want some. completely <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, is, is family and friends in England, are they able to see Siren on Disney Plus or do they have to wait to uh, see it?
1: They can. Yeah, so they can watch on Disney Plus. And I think um, a lot of them watched it on Amazon as well. Okay. Pre- so friends were watching it back in England uh, and friends in Australia as well, which is great. Um, <laughs> but now here in Canada, it's also much easier as well which is great
0: uh so what's coming up for you uh, over the course of the uh, next year
1: so i have a feature coming out called viewfinder um and that will be we don't have an exact release date yet i think it's all so many films are not sure when they're going to get released this year so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's on concrete information about that but um i'm excited for that to come out it's a very different to what i've done previous projects it's more about mental health. It's a thriller. Um, so quite a lot darker, even though Toys of Terror is quite dark, but it's more psychological darker. Um, <laughs> and then I'm also just really focusing on my own writing projects. Uh, I did start those actually before uh, COVID hit and then having a pause in the industry meant that I really got to focus on those. So now I'm trying to get those into fruition. So um, those are mainly historical dramas about um, strong women who haven't been showcased throughout history yet. Um, so I'm really excited to hopefully get the, the stories told.
0: What got you interested in writing and especially uh, uh, writing historical dramas?
1: So I guess my background in studying English literature, I spent a lot of time writing critically in my degree, but then um, I've also always written my own mainly fictional Pieces alongside that, and then I guess as an actor, not having much control over the stories that you're telling. um, The idea of saying, "Well, these stories that I know about, I can make that happen. I can write a script, and then hopefully we can get it made." So um, I think there's a part of that of saying, "Well, if you're not seeing the work that you want to be, and you start to create it." Um, So yeah, it's. And it's quite therapeutic as well, having something that you can control. You know, I can come and sit at my laptop each day and write the words. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas a lot in acting, you can do all the auditions, but the rest of it isn't under your control.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And uh, I guess when you're not writing, you're not acting, what do you like to do uh, in your spare time in in Vancouver?
1: So I love to uh, cycle around. It's a great city to cycle in. Um, and there's beautiful beaches, um, like to do hiking. And luckily those kind of things that you can do at the moment anyway, Um, but in normal times, you know, I love to see friends and to have them over for dinner. Very excited to do that again. Um, So, yeah, we're very lucky that there's so much natural beauty here to experience. Mm -hmm. And we still have that despite everything that's going on
0: um and if people want to follow you on social media or if there's a website or anything like that how can they uh, kind of follow you and see what you're up to?
1: So um I'm on Instagram which is Georgia underscore scarlet underscore waters um and then Twitter I think it's I think it's the same on Twitter I'll have to check that but um maybe at the moment with Twitter I took a pause from that but uh, I'm sure I'll be returning.
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview, and if you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can reach me through email at craig at canadaehx.com. You can also visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history, as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to canadaehx.com. And don't forget, you can support the podcast through Patreon. There are multiple tiers to choose from, all with great benefits. You can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have, and I apologize if I mispronounce any names. Randy McCallum, Diane Wade, Laurie Ann Kirby, Gary Dolovich, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseeth, Todd Casey, Catherine O'A, Luke S, JP Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. If you want, you can find me on Facebook. Just go to facebookcom canadianhistoryx You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And you can find me on Instagram. Just go to Bairdo37. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.